1: your travel insurance.
0: And prepare for takeoff. Hello fellow travelers. Hello.
1: Hey everybody.
0: Welcome to episode 114 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today we're giving you 21 quick hacks to really fuck them hard on your next trip
1: we always like to fuck them hard right oh, so yeah. oh yeah so this episode we're talking how to save money when booking during your time of travel and when you arrive to your final destination
2: and i love travel hacks I love fucking them hard and some of these hacks we've tried ourselves So they are ones that we know definitely work. And some of these hacks, we have worked for others. And today we're sharing them all with you.
0: All right, so let's dive right in. No tips on this episode, so we're going fully in right away. So tip number one is to just ask for an upgrade. Simple as that. And then phrase it as, would it be too much trouble? That's the nicest way to ask for something. Would it be too much trouble if I could move up a couple seats?
1: Or is it possible? Something to that effect.
0: Is it possible? In fact, I have a funny story here. We just recently went on a trip to Ecuador, but it flew out of Miami, so we did a little weekender in Miami as a bonus. So Zaina and I were sharing a room, and when we booked, we looked at the price of a king bed versus two queen beds, and it was like, I don't know, 30 or $50 different, I think, for the two beds. More expensive. So I asked Dana what she wanted to do, and we decided that we were going to book the one bed and then play dumb when we got to the hotel and say, oh, we meant to book two. Is there any way you can move us to a two-bedroom? And our plan was foiled because there were no two bedrooms on a Saturday night in South Beach, Miami, but we did ask. So sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. But here's what we did do instead. And this was actually legit. It was really fucking loud. It was like right by the lobby. It was very loud. I got really shitty sleep and I need my sleep. So <laughs> the next day we went up to the front counter. And I said, "Yeah, you know, hello, miss. It was very loud last night.
2: <laughs> you said it just like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Is there any possible way we could move to the second floor or farther back? And then she's like, oh, you're in a one bedroom. And I said, oh, actually that was by accident. We meant to book a two bedroom. And so we got upgraded to a quieter room with two beds.
2: Wow, I remember that day because Jamal and I had our hotel in the very, very back of the hotel. And so we didn't hear anything. We got perfect sleep. And so when we went to get you guys in the morning and you're like, How is your sleep? I was like, oh, it's great. And then you looked at me with like these piercing dead eyes. <laughs> like there was a fucking party out in front of our room all night long and I didn't get to sleep until like 2 a.m.
1: See, in her 20s, the person partying would have been Kim. In <laughs> her 30s, this is now Kim complaining about too much noise outside <laughs> of her hotel room. But see, I think they would have done it for you. I think because we got there on a Saturday, yeah. people were checking out and now there was space. So yes, even though there was the noise, I don't think that was the deciding factor. Yes. I think those people had finally checked out. So it definitely does work. There's been other instances where I know we've kind of asked for something to that effect or some sort of upgrade and we've gotten it, but that's the most recent one coming to, to mind.
0: There was another one. We went on a week-long trip to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and we do have an episode on both of those. And we got back to our hotel in Salt Lake where we were planning to spend the night. And the next day, I think our flight was like later in the day. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And we we saw there was an early morning flight. And so we called Southwest and asked if they would switch our flight and not charge us the fee that the online service was telling us we would owe. We just simply asked in Jamal's very polite way of asking. And this is actually something Jamal did on that call that I noticed. As soon as the person got on the phone, he's like, oh, hello, thank you for taking my call.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) I, I always say that because I'm so used to doing that at work that it's just habit in my daily life. But you know what? That is a good hack. It really works. You know, thanks for taking my call, right?
0: Yes. And so we We got the flight switched to the earlier time, no charge, and all we had to do was ask.
2: Yeah. And if there's been a lot of different changes to your flight schedule, which was definitely happening during the pandemic, you would book a flight and then they would move you to an earlier flight or a later flight and Mm -hmm. you change your flight drastically. If you just simply call them and ask and say, you know, my flight was actually changed from what I originally booked. Is there any possibility? Would it be too much trouble for you to switch to this? They're more than likely going to do it.
1: Yeah. And it's not 100% foolproof, but I think the biggest takeaway from tip number one here is just don't be afraid to ask, but just ask nicely. Right. And More often than not, you'll be pleasantly surprised with how nice other people want to be if you're nice to them.
0: Number two on our list is... If nice isn't working, tell him it's your anniversary.
1: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I know this story. You did this once, Kim, right?
0: Yeah, so I had gone on a trip to Washington, to Seattle and Portland with an ex-boyfriend, and I really wanted to stay in this amazing boutique hotel, the Hotel Max. And when we got there, it was a Sunday that we were checking in. So, and that's, I guess, another tip right there is the Sunday check-ins. You'll have better luck with upgrades because that's when it's less full, maybe during the week as well. So anyway, she goes, are you you here celebrating anything like she opened the door for me and i just said yeah it's our anniversary no it was not at all our anniversary and she upgraded us to the king suite Ooh la, la
1: well i think this tip even works when it's not checking into a hotel even when you're making a reservation yes. online sometimes they'll ask you are you celebrating anything if you say it's a birthday anniversary a lot of times maybe they'll bring out you know a complimentary drink like one of the times more recently this happened to britney and i it wasn't our anniversary but it was our anniversary week and we just happened to be going out to dinner and they're like are you celebrating anything we said oh yeah our anniversary and then what do you know they bring us a complimentary drink so I don't like to advocate line but I mean if you also tell them that it's your anniversary birthday if if they open the door for you if you're Mm -hmm. celebrating anything special usually you'll get a little something something on top of that
0: you could be your anniversary of the new lipstick you're trying out, or the anniversary <laughs> of this new shirt you're wearing, but they don't ask what kind of anniversary it is.
1: I that's <laughs> is very true. It uh, no, or...
0: it's
2: not.
1: It's not. <laughs>
0: But
2: yeah, Jamal, what you were talking about, we went to Barley Swine in Austin. If you guys haven't been, definitely check it out if you're in the area. Really great tasting menu. Our anniversary was the next day. We went out to dinner the night before, which was a Saturday night. We didn't go out to dinner on Sunday night because we were going to be leaving. And they brought us out a complimentary
0: champagne. So that was really nice to enjoy. Number three on our list, wear newlywed shirts. Again, we're not lying. So if you're on a honeymoon, you wear your newlywed shirt. I think anytime in your first year of marriage, you're a newlywed. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. But you know, what's so funny is I'm not judging anybody who makes newlywed shirts, especially, you know, if it's for a wedding and then it's like bridal party or groomsman party attire and you kind of have it. Sure, it makes sense. But when I see these shirt things, it always reminds me of when I go to Disneyland or amusement parks and you always see who's part of the family because they have the matching shirts like family trip 2020 family yeah. trip 2020. they do that on do cruises too I, I love know. it i know <laughs> well you know if you have them do it a lot of times if you are a newlywed they do give out the freebies i know for example when Brittany and i had gotten married we got married on the beach at the hotel del coronado When we were checking in, they saw Brittany in her dress. They didn't charge us for parking. They always charge for parking at the Hotel Del Coronado. When we went out to dinner, she was still in her wedding gown. They brought out free champagne and a couple appetizers for us. So if you are newly married, I guess Kim's definition is still within the first year. (laughs) Throw that out there and you'll get a little something.
2: So we haven't actually tried the theme shirts, but again, anytime like you're wearing your wedding gown or if you do have newlywed theme shirts, try this hack out. Let us know how it goes. I
1: love how you say anytime you're wearing your wedding gown, like you wear it more than (laughs) once out in public other than the day of your wedding.
2: I haven't, but maybe I will in the future. (laughs) I think (laughs) that'd be fun. I
1: know, but the day that you did wear it, we got a couple complimentary things because you were wearing it. So definitely does help.
2: So number four on our list is ask for a corner room or a quieter space because those rooms in the corner are usually bigger. Also really helps to reduce down the noise because you don't want to be in a room right next to the hotel elevator, mm-hmm. especially in Vegas. Everyone is going up and down those elevators, getting out.
1: Or in Kim's case, Miami.
2: Exactly. Miami. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ask for a room towards the back in the corner tucked away, nice and quiet.
1: Yeah, if there are standard-shaped buildings like rectangles, squares, standard shape, the hotel, like a Holiday Inn or something like that, those corner rooms tend to usually be bigger. If you are in a high-rise, usually they have extra windows on two sides instead of one side, so it makes your room feel bigger, better views. Ask for the corner room, usually the same price. More often than not, it's not something that they charge extra for, but you can ask for that, and more than likely, if it's available, you'll get it, and they usually are better rooms.
0: Same kind of situation for ADA-compliant rooms. They're usually a little more spacious, a little lower cost, and if the equivalent non-ADA-compliant room is sold out, there's typically that one still open.
1: Number five is ask your company HR about corporate travel discounts. I love this one because, you know, my profession by day, I'm an insurance broker. We work with a lot of employer groups administering their group health insurance. And I know a lot of insurance companies, if an employer group is with them, they do have these type of travel discounts. I've seen discounts on certain carriers for amusement parks, hotels, Mm -hmm. rental cars, even discounts for that matter on like your phone bill, depending on if you're with a certain carrier like AT&T, T-Mobile, et cetera. So always just ask your HR if they have anything like that.
0: I have United Healthcare through my employer, and we have a lot of travel discounts and perks offered through the company. Such as? Exactly what you were saying. Car rentals, hotel discounts, amusement park discounts. I'm actually pissed because last time I bought an amusement park ticket, I didn't check through my work first. And then I got an ad through an email newsletter about that amusement park. And I was like, God damn it. I could have saved like 50 bucks. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's, a lot
1: that's like a, a meal in the amusement park that you could have I, I know.
0: I know. So definitely always check. And then on top of that, if you work for a larger corporation, think like IBM or Google or, or a
1: state work. Or a county worker. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Some of these bigger companies, they will also sometimes have special for your company discount codes for different hotels like Hilton. And maybe IBM has a certain code they give their employees to get a discount on Hilton hotels.
2: You know, this actually inspires me because I need
0: to go in and look at what benefits our corporate offers us. I think the time I went to Austin and rented a car, I did rent it through my work car rental booking navigation because that was the best price of everything I looked at.
2: Yeah, my brother, whenever he books a car, he books it through his corporate code. He says it's always the cheapest he can find and he swears by it and he constantly rents cars. So he definitely uses this hack.
0: Okay, number six on our list is one I'm really excited about because I've used it several times. And this is, you know those times you're doing a red-eye flight and you get in at like 6 Mm a.m. or... In my case, like you've gone to Las Vegas on a Friday after work when you don't have a hotel booked until Saturday night and you get in around 3 a.m. and need something to do. I know
1: Kim hasn't done that at 30 (laughs) plus. I know she has not done that flight pattern at 30 years. You know what? The
0: last time I went to Vegas, I was 29. I was like two months away from 30. Uh, But you weren't 30 yet. That's right. That's That's right. Your
1: body knows the moment you hit 30. I know you haven't (laughs) done that since then, Kim. I still would. I know you would. I'm just saying I know you haven't done it since then.
0: Okay, so... If you get in around 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., whatnot, you can go up to the front desk and ask for an early check-in. Most of the time, if they have a room available, they will let you check in. Or if they do charge a fee, sometimes it may be like 30 bucks or so you have to pay. But 30 bucks beats 100 or 150 or more for that extra room you would have spent when you're only spending really half that night there. It's a good hack. It's a good good hack. hack. I've used it in Las Vegas, which I think there was like a $30, $35 early check-in fee. No big deal. Whatever. When you're 7 a.m. drunk in Vegas on the strip and you need somewhere to go, that's a good good option.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we actually (laughs) used this hack ourselves one time. Brittany and I, we were flying to Fort Lauderdale because we were going to be taking a cruise the next day out of Florida. And same thing. A lot of flights West Coast to East Coast, I do feel like, they're tend to be eyes. red eyes, yeah. right? So we landed at 6 a.m. and we're like, well, are we going to rent a room for that night? Or are we just going to take our luck and, you know, ask for the early check-in? We got to the hotel at 7 a.m. Hey, we have reservations today. Can we check in early? Oh, sure. No fee, no nothing. They mm-hmm. let us into the room. Boom, bam, done, great. Yep. I've
0: also done it in Miami and I've done it in Boston successfully as well.
1: So definitely just ask. And like you said, if they do charge you the fee, it's going to be cheaper than what the room for the night would have been. Right. So the fee beats it.
0: You can also call ahead and ask for the early check-in if you want to ensure you're going to get it before you just show up.
1: Number seven on our list, something that I'm really passionate about because I believe in putting good karma out in the world and always being nice to people, especially nowadays, flight attendants. They have a really rough job, a lot of unruly passengers, issues going on with COVID. So number seven, give the flight attendant a little gift, maybe like a little box of chocolates. And they typically will give you a free alcoholic beverage or at least treat you nicer on the plane than they would other people. So you're putting good karma in and eventually getting something out of it as well. Now, in the days of COVID, a lot of airlines aren't really serving alcohol either at this point, unless you're sitting in first class. So do keep that in mind, but definitely a good little hack to get treated better and potentially get something free, whether it even be like one of the paid snacks, for example, that a lot of airlines sell now, not the free ones. So that's a really good hack to do for the flight attendant.
2: You know, I'm a part of a lot of travel groups on like Facebook and people have posted similar things like this. And all of the flight attendants that are also in that group absolutely love it. They're like, oh my God, that's so sweet. I would really appreciate it if I received this, you know, if someone gave this to me during their
0: flight. So it it seems to be very well received by flight attendants online. I know anytime I've done something like this, they've been so happy, so thankful. Like I think, Unfortunately, the norm is more the opposite or just like indifferent. Mm -hmm. So just to get something a little special out of the ordinary, even if you get no perks, puts you in a better like mindset and I don't know, doing something nice, putting something nice out there during your trip.
1: I wholeheartedly agree with you, Kim. Very recently on a trip, I forgot where we were going, but we were traveling as a squad. I do remember that much. And we were on Southwest. I didn't bring something this time for the flight attendant, so I feel bad about it in that respect. But I always like to say hello to the flight attendant when I come on the plane, look at the name tag, address them by name, And I kept every time the flight attendant came by, do you want a snack, do you want a drink? I would call her by her name. And she actually said to me, I appreciate you calling me by my name. It actually makes me feel human in my job. And so even something as small as just addressing the person by their name goes a long way also.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I feel like when people get on flights, sometimes they treat them like they're servants. They're like, oh, you're here to serve me. Well, they're people too, and they want to be treated with a little bit of respect. But number eight on our list is a money-saving hack, and it's one of my favorites. It's to rebook your rental car, hotel rooms, flights. We do this all of the time. I constantly book rental cars and I'll look at them in a few weeks, a few months as we get closer to the trip, see if the price has gone down. If it has, then I'll cancel the original reservation, rebook it. Same with flights on Southwest. Southwest is constantly having sales. They'll put out a sale. I'll look to see. I'll do like a change flight. They'll give me the travel fund refund, put it in like a travel account. So you won't get the actual refund, but you'll be able to use those funds for a later trip within a year. And it works like a charm every time.
1: Yeah. So definitely for the rental car hotel rooms, you really need to make sure when you're originally booking it, that it is refundable or no fees for cancellation. Otherwise then it really doesn't work. But Southwest, we've mentioned that before, like Brittany said, you don't get the money back, but it saves that flight credit. So really good to use for that. Not too sure how that works with other airlines, but Southwest is legit when it comes to saving money, when they already have sales on flights that you've already purchased.
2: You know, and if we ever experience another pandemic in our lifetime, this may be another good tip for like hotel rooms, especially. We went to Yellowstone and Grand Teton's National Park. We had booked the hotel rooms way in advance. They were on the, you know, moderately pricey end. Then COVID hit. Everyone was canceling their vacation. The national park shut down. And so I re-looked at all of the prices. They were hundreds of dollars cheaper. And I rebooked them and the national parks reopened.
0: We got them at that new discounted price and it was a fucking savings. Number nine on our list is for the packers that can't fit it all in their suitcase. If you're looking for more space, but don't want to pay another carry on or checked bag fee, bring a pillow, but don't put a normal pillow in the pillowcase. Put your sweaters, your shirts, your socks, anything soft. Make that your pillow because pillows fly free. <laughs>
1: have you done this one before Kim
0: no I haven't because I'm an expert packer but I'm tempted to just to test it
1: out that's and really ha- fuck them hard. It's a good. Ha- you know, what's funny is none of us have tried that, but the way you said it almost made me think, did Kim do this one time when we weren't flying <laughs> together? But I have seen so many different TikToks or other travel forums talk about this hack doing it that way because of exactly what you said. Pillows five free, take it on and that's your carry on right there and you can use it on the plane and there's an extra suitcase for you at the same time. Yeah,
0: totally. I have done not in a pillow, but I'll bring like a gift bag kind of thing that looks like you bought it in the airport and put like a book in there, maybe my travel pillowcase, my foot hammock for the plane so that I don't have to put that stuff in my backpack and it flies free, but it adds space to what you're carrying on. That's another good hack. That was like a twofer in a way. A twofer.
1: I love them too. Hey,
0: if you have a hat, put some stuff in your hat before you put it on your head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need a certain type of hat for that, like a, a Lincoln hat.
0: Yes, this is better than wearing all the
2: clothes that won't fit (laughs) in your bag, you know, where you like layer on nine layers of clothing because your
0: biggest jacket and your biggest boots. I do do that.
2: Hey, travelers, let's take a quick detour to talk all about our traveler itineraries that we've created just for you. We now have six different trip itineraries, one week in Kauai, An American Southwest
1: weekend or road trip. A week in Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks.
2: A road trip adventure featuring all three of Washington State's national parks.
1: Big Island, Hawaii, and an Arizona road trip that features all three of Arizona's national parks.
0: We are obsessed with these. These itineraries are 20 to 30 page PDF guides with every detail of the trip laid out. We're talking where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, and driving distance between attractions, plus what things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, and their mileage, and the time to allow for each one, and so much more.
2: We have story highlights on our Instagram, at Travel Squad Podcast, where you can see the full guides. We've done all of the research and have taken these exact trips, taking out all of the guesswork from the planning. So all that you have to do is show up and have fun.
1: Purchase your comprehensive Travel Squad podcast itinerary on our website at travelsquadpodcast.com. Best of all, they're on sale right now for $30. So travel on over and get yours today. So we're halfway through this list, number 10 here, great hack travel credit card. This isn't so much a hack as it is a tip in general, but still nonetheless, if you want a travel hack, you have to have a really good travel credit card. We've talked about this many times before. I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve credit card. Love, love, love that credit card. So many hotels, flights, and things of that nature we've been able to purchase or get for free because we accrue points through it. Lounge life that we get through that. We just got back from Ecuador, used the lounge, got free breakfasts, and even some of the restaurants that are in the airports itself alcoholic beverages in the lounge place to chill relax private bathrooms if you're in there so really really good travel hacking is get that substantial travel credit card
0: for all of our newer listeners you can go back to episode 67 where we broke down the best travel credit cards that exist out there the benefits that they have the perks that they have and um, kind of see which ones might be best for you I know the one that you're just mentioning Jamal all of the hacks that you get in the airport are one thing but then all of the ways you can build points transfer points pay for hotels for flights for all this cool stuff like it almost pays you to travel
1: No, it really, really, really does. And I'm glad you mentioned episode 67. It's a good base to go back and listen to, to just get a bunch of ideas, hear those credit cards. Keep in mind, we're on episode 114. Now that was episode 67. It's almost halfway back our whole episode catalog. So things have changed. There may be better ones at this point by the time you're listening, but it's really good base point for you to just get ideas of what you can do with travel credit cards.
2: I actually just got the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. They were offering 100,000 points once you hit the minimum amount to buy in the first three months. And that ends up being $1,250 that you could spend on anything travel related. That's a lot of hotels. That's a lot of rental cars. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, a few flights. So it's definitely worth it. And it's not on the same level as the card Jamal has. So the fee is a lot less.
1: Yeah, so less perks, but again, depending on how much you travel, what you want with it, but that 100,000 points that you mentioned that you got, Brittany, You could transfer that to any airline of your choice to their point system on an equal basis. So say you're going to be flying somewhere and, oh, my gosh, this business class ticket is 100,000 points. Well, here I am. I have 100,000. Let me transfer it. Now I have business class. Or if you don't want to use it all in one shot, you want to take a couple trips, fly coach. You know, so you have a lot of things that you can do with those bonus points that they give you at initial sign up if you meet the criteria. Again, caveat want to put this in here little asterisk for you guys don't abuse credit cards if you aren't going to be paying them off but if you are going to be paying them off they are great travel hack uses
0: Number 11 on our list is to book a package through Expedia. And the packages include your flight and your hotel in one. And the reason that you'll want to do it like this is because it will save you a ton of money. I was recently looking at going to an all-inclusive in Cabo. For two nights was around, I think, um, $300 for two nights per person, if you booked it from the website directly. In addition to that, the flight was around 2 something. So combined all of that, five to $600 per person. But if you book through Expedia for two people, book the package, all-inclusive package with it, same place, it ended up coming to about $400 per person.
1: Whoa, what a deal. For flight
0: and hotel. For flight and hotel. It's only like
1: $100 more to get it as a combo.
0: Yes. And you save a lot of money by booking it together than booking it separate. One other thing you can do, because obviously you may be flying into a place, but then going somewhere else. You're not actually staying in that place you can select with Expedia I only need a stay for part of my trip and then you only have to book one night of the hotel but you still get all that money savings Ooh, that's a really good tip yes and then so say we want to go to Breckenridge but it flies into Denver mm-hmm. we put Breckenridge in Expedia it will give us flights to Denver but put our stay in Breckenridge
2: oh okay
0: that's very handy because, I mean, that saves a lot of legwork yes. when booking. Yeah, I mean, it saves
1: time and
0: money. Exactly. So what more could you ask for? So a double combo, combo right there. And then you earn points on Expedia that you can redeem for discounts later triple whammy you're fucking them from every which angle
1: the double fuck them hard (laughs) (laughs)
0: well you know another
2: thing too is I don't know if you guys use any sites like Rakuten that give you like money back you can book Expedia through Rakuten and get like three percent back on the whole thing so not only are you getting Rakuten points you're getting Expedia points
1: Uh uh-oh we're at the quadruple fucking hard (laughs) now
0: but wait there's more credit card points. use your credit card your travel credit card and get those points (laughs) that's like triple fucking them hard
1: that's a a lot of fucking them hard
0: but we have more for you here
1: yes moving on to number 12 one of my favorite travel hacks that i recently discovered is using a vpn to book your hotel or flights particularly flights and by using the vpn it pretty much puts your internet that you're using in another country so what i really mean by this as an example is if we aren't familiar with a vpn Basically, instead of using your internet, you are using it, but it reroutes your location as if you're accessing the internet from another country or another city in the United States, for example, right? And you can choose where it is that you're using that. And why it comes into play when it comes to travel is let's say I'm here in the United States, which I am in San Diego, and I want to book a flight San Diego to London, for example. Well, if I'm booking it through an American site, it's probably going to be more expensive than if with my VPN, I say, hey hey, I'm in Europe. I need San Diego to London. And a lot of times airlines have different prices based on the region in which you search. So you can experiment and put your location in different places while you're searching. And a lot of times you can find the exact same flight for cheaper, depending on what site you're using it from. And by that, I mean, let's say it's American Airlines. Oh, it's the American Airlines version for Europe or for South America, or North America. And by that way, you can get cheaper flights and it's substantially, substantially cheaper that way.
0: In fact, that is our tip number 13 in which you can search for flights on different countries, TLDs. So instead of .com, .uk, .br for Brazil, you know, whatever country you're looking for, I actually have used this and kind of found it on accident. When I went to Thailand, we were searching all of the different platforms, all of the different ways you could possibly fly from Southern California over to Bangkok. And we ended up booking the flight on Expedia.uk. And I think it was around 400 something, like maybe 420. But if we were looking at the exact same flight on Expedia.com, it was $100 more for the exact same flight. That's crazy. Even after the currency exchange, even after the small foreign transaction fee, it was cheaper by a lot of money. And it made no sense because UK, Thailand, US, it doesn't make any sense, but hey, use those glitches to really fuck them hard.
2: And that kind of leads us into our next hack, which is number 14 is if you aren't using it out of another country or you're not using a VPN, at least use an incognito browser while searching flight and clear your cookies because the travel sites save your cookies and they'll adjust the price that you'll see. And so make sure you're doing it on a private browsing window so you can get the best price.
1: Yeah, this is actually a real thing. There's an official term for it. It's called dynamic pricing. So if you're searching a flight from wherever you are to another city and you just keep looking at it regularly or even hotels for that matter, the travel sites, airlines, hotel rentals, whatever, they'll save those cookies and they can adjust the prices based on the fact that you yourself are actually searching this. So unless it's like one company and I'm we love Southwest, I'm just throwing out Southwest, they don't necessarily do this because their prices are their prices, but a lot of other airlines booking sites, they do this dynamic pricing, use that incognito browser or private window so they can't track your cookies and you can not worry that they're going to raise the price on you just because they know you're looking for it.
0: Tip number 15 is about how you can get some of your money back. So when it comes to refunds, there's a couple parameters and rules that you need to know about to protect yourself. In Europe, there's a law that states if your flight was delayed or canceled within certain amounts of time periods, that you're entitled to a refund or a prorated amount back. That's specific to Europe, but there are other laws here in the United States or by airline that state if your flight was direct, but then they changed it to one with a stop, you're entitled to get a refund on that flight, even if it's been more than the standard 24 hours, and even if it was a non-refundable ticket.
2: Yeah, that's a great tip. And, you know, we had mentioned this kind of before when we went to Utah. They had changed our flight so many times, and I believe they went from a nonstop to one with a layover. And because of that, when we called and asked them, hey, can we change our flight to another one? They did it at no additional cost because truly
0: you are entitled to a refund, even if it was a non-refundable. We were also going to go to Costa Rica this year back in July for Jamal's birthday. And so we had booked this flight from L.A. to San Jose, Costa Rica, nonstop. It was a good flight. But then Brittany and Jamal had booked that the next day I went in to book it, the flight was gone. And I was like, oh, shit. And it was because that the airline changed their flight schedule, but it hadn't come out maybe for a week or so later. So we ended up getting them a refund on that ticket because it was nonstop. And because of that specific law or rule for the airline, you were entitled to get your money back.
2: Right. And so if you book a non-refundable ticket and your plans change and you know you won't be traveling it, don't cancel it right away. What you want to do is you want to cancel the ticket at the last possible moment because if the airline cancels your flight or has major schedule changes, it can entitle you to a credit or refund at that point. So if you had just canceled it on your own right away, you're not going to get anything. But if you wait and something happens to the flight, then you might be entitled to something.
0: Also, if you miss your flight, within an hour of that flight taking off, you can arrange to have it rebooked at no extra charge. But if you miss that hour, like I have before, you'll end up having to buy yourself a new ticket.
1: (laughs) So don't miss the hour, apparently. (laughs) So next on our list, number 16, hotels tend to give out a lot of stuff for free, not just your toothpaste or razors anymore. They will usually have international power adapters, safety pins, sewing kits. So a lot of times people forget a lot of things when they travel, the normal stuff, right? Toothbrush, toothpaste, razors, no. They have lots of stuff. So if you've forgotten something, just don't be afraid to ask the hotel because they may have what you need and give them to you for free.
0: Another thing, wine opener. I will often get a glass of or a bottle of wine and I want to drink it in the hotel room. When we were in Boston, we got a bottle of wine to drink in bed while we were eating our cannolis in mm. our robes yeah. and Who travels with a wine opener no one (laughs) Nobody but hotels every time i've asked they have had a wine opener that they'll bring up to your room for you
1: I remember one time when we were doing our southwest road trip. We went to the Grand canyon my hiking pants I put them on that morning for whatever reason my button just decided that it wanted to come off I'm, just like oh fuck. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna hike? Oh, what do I do? (laughs) I asked the front desk. They had a sewing kit granted. I can't sew Luckily, my beautiful wife sitting here next to me can, and she sewed on my button, and that sewing job is still holding strong on those pair of pants. So lots of little things that may come up or things that you forget, do ask the front at the hotel.
0: Tip number 17, if you want your bag to be handled properly, just tell them that there's fragile items in it. They'll mark it as fragile. It'll come out first, usually on the conveyor belt to collect your baggage, and it will be nice and cared for.
1: That's a really good hack because I've seen a lot of times just sitting on the plane, the people on the tarmac are still loading suitcases in and I hate to throw them under the bus, but sometimes you just see that they don't handle that stuff with care, right? And not that they're purposefully not handling it with care, but they don't handle it with as much care as you would hope. So if you do have something fragile or even not, and you just don't want them to be throwing that around, yeah, when you check your bag, tell them they'll put that marking on it. It's really great.
0: We recently went on a trip. And I bought a new suitcase, a larger one, as as well as Zena did, who was on the trip with us. And we checked our bags. As soon as they came out, we're like, "Ooh, our new luggage. Want to show it off? Scuffs everywhere.
2: I was just <laughs> going to say that. like, Your guys' luggage looked like it had been traveling around for <laughs> years and it was brand new. It was on its first journey.
1: Yeah. The same thing happened when I had bought my luggage tag, my personalized one that I had. First time putting it on my check suitcase comes out and then I'm just like, what the hell happened to this? (laughs) Like the leather on it was all scuffed up and kind of torn and the piece itself did break. But I'm just like, what did they do under the plane or putting it on it that already ruined it? So that's what I mean by, you know, it's a lot of the stuff is unintentional, but uh, it definitely does happen. So that fragile marking clutch.
2: How's your flamingo holding up? Because I feel like maybe the plastic flamingo on like the luggage tag would be better than something that's like cloth. It definitely looks leather. dirty, but it's intact. Okay. Maybe you just need to make the investment for like a silicone or plastic one instead.
0: Yeah. But unfortunately, you can't um, get too worked up over scuffs on your luggage. No. <laughs> it happens. I used to have a white luggage actually, and it went through the ringer. It was so dirty. It actually, when I came back to Thailand, one of the wheels is busted off. They had to tape it closed because the zipper broke. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah.
2: So number 18 on our list is to look to see if hotels have apps because a lot of them do. And if you check upon arrival, a lot of them will include discounts or freebies or thank yous for downloading it. Like they might have a free round at the hotel bar or something like that. Ooh, an extra pillow, a little turndown service. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some of the hotels will let you choose your room the day before you check in as well. So
0: there might be some perks in that member situations like the Hilton Honors Program or Holiday Inn has one. If you stay at these hotels more frequently, it definitely pays to join the membership programs they have and get the points and the perks that they have for members. Ooh, coming in with a hard one. Really going to fuck them hard on this one. So, speaking of membership programs, AARP is a major one that offers a lot of travel discounts. And the kicker is here, you do not have to be retirement age to join AARP. they are Actually is no minimum age requirement and a lot of people don't know that but you can save massive amounts of discounts with AARP plugging in that discount code. Similarly AAA has a discount code that will often get you discounts, but this AARP one is a hack because people think it's for older generations, mm-hmm. but it's not.
1: Only. I mean, you would think so because the last two letters in RP stands for retired people, right? So you think it's of a certain age. I know, I know, but But you it, know but it's what?
0: Not. Now with entrepreneurs and early retirement, people are retiring at 30, and you know, who's to say what retirement is? Yeah, ages? we're all
1: retiring at 35. So, yeah. I mean, joining AARP right away to get these discounts code. <laughs> but yeah, the most important takeaway of that is you don't need to be of a certain age. It is a membership, so you got to pay for it. I think, what is it, like $20, $30 a it's year? It's very
0: cheap yeah. compared to the discounts you can get.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Very inexpensive. Lots of solid discounts when you book things online. Again, amusement park tickets, hotels, flights, etc. A lot of good discount programs through AARP. So don't think you have to be a senior citizen to sign up. Sign up at any time and get those membership discounts.
2: So number 20 is a hack that I just recently learned about is when you pack your makeup and this is for the ladies, put a cotton swab in your blush or your compact foundation or your eyeshadow and they won't crack. How many times have you been on vacation and things have jostled around in your bag and you get there and you open up blush or an eyeshadow and it's cracked and like you have to dump part of it
0: out or it gets everything dirty.
2: Yeah this way it won't.
0: Yeah. I remember taking a trip once I had bought in a new powder contour kit. So it had bronzer and highlighter in one. It fell on the ground and completely cracked and it was brand new. Oh, very very sad. Very sad.
2: But if there was a cotton swab in there, it may have, you know, helped it out a little bit. Christian, the fall. I will always do this from now on. Jamal, what do you use the cotton swabs for?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, so many things, but this is a (laughs) new travel hack for me that I can't wait to use with my specific compact foundation. I mean, I, I won't lie to you. No, this is a really good one for. The girls specifically or anyone who uses makeup and really good hack. And I've seen Brittany use it recently. And I can't tell you how many times in the past I've heard before. And I never understood because, again, I don't utilize it. But you would complain like, oh, it's like cracked. And now that you've started doing it, I don't hear that anymore. So it definitely does work. So number 21, coming in hot, last on the list here. Kim was talking earlier, not about just the tips, putting it all the way in. And here we are giving you the full thrust with number 21 (laughs) right here for you guys, travel hack. And this is going to be our hack that we use to get upgraded on flights. We just got back from Ecuador. We mentioned it on our episode. We're mentioning it again right here. Got moved from regular coach.
0: From the back of the plane. From the
1: back of the plane all the way to premium economy, which had way bigger seats, reclined even more, had footrests. We weren't in business class. I did see as we were leaving the plane, I think it was full. I'm hopeful that we would have gotten there. But flight attendants, very grateful. Us, very grateful for the upgrade private cabin. Nobody pretty much in there. And again, cannot tell you what that hack is over the podcast. If you want to know what it is, we're happy to tell you, but- we need something in return from you. Five star written review on our podcast on Apple Podcast, guys, please.
2: And emphasize written, written review. Not just tap the five stars, but you actually have to write a review
0: in order to get this
1: hack. The tap of the five stars is appreciated. You want the hack, got to do the writing.
0: Yeah, if it's a one star review, just move along. Yes. <laughs> no, but we've been offering this upgrade hack to all of our listeners since we started this podcast for written reviews. We want written reviews because they help us rank better in the system. It helps people find our podcasts when they're searching for the content that we have. So it's really a win-win. We love reading them also. Like we get so much joy out of reading them. And as soon as we see one, we share it with the group chat. So we love it. And the hack that we have for you, we've tried so many times. It works just about every time. If you can be upgraded, you will be upgraded. Or you'll be treated like you're in first class. It's an amazing hack. You're gonna want it. So let us help you.
1: Any final thoughts on these top 21 hacks that we had before we get into questions of the week?
0: No, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Questions of the week, people. Woo, let's get it. Okay, our first question is coming in with What is your ideal hack or upgrade?
2: Ooh, I have two. Two for. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: One would obviously eat to be upgraded on like business class on an overnight flight. Ooh. So I could like fully Ooh. recline. Can you imagine like uh, getting with a down a, comforter? Yeah. Red eye and then being able to sleep the whole way, lying flat, mm. sipping a little champagne. Mm. I
1: just want to say real quick, that number 21 hack that we said that we will share with you guys That could have came to fruition. The flight attendant told us if there was room in business class on that flight that we took San Diego to London when we were doing Lebanon and Dubai 2020, right before COVID, he would have put us in there. He said there is absolutely no room in premium economy or business, but they treated us five star. So we were really close with that one, but that could have came to fruition and it could come to fruition for you before us, maybe if you give us that review.
2: And my other ideal upgrade would to be upgraded to like a penthouse suite. At a hotel Those are my
1: two That penthouse suite at a hotel I feel like Has to be like Vegas status And gotta gamble a lot What do you gotta do Yeah yeah yeah, I know I wonder what you would have to do To get it
0: Gotta be big ballin'
1: Big ballin' (laughs) I don't know. Mine are on the same line as Brittany. Realistically, I just want to be in a not even business class, first class. First. And by first class, I don't mean first class on a domestic flight. I mean, first class on an international flight. So business is legit. They have the full lie flat beds. First class now on certain airlines, especially like Emirates, Singapore Airlines. First class on
0: Emirates would be next level. Uh, yeah.
1: Qatar Airways. All those ones, they now have private suites. Oh my God. So it's not even just, oh, I have a lie flat bed. You have a private suite that's closed off. That would be the ideal upgrade?
0: Well, I'm going to blow your minds right now. Blow it. I don't necessarily need to be upgraded, but I would love to hack my way into an affordable private jet
1: experience.
0: Ooh, that's a great one.
1: My mind is not blown, (laughs) Ken. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, that's actually a really good one. I don't know how you'd
0: get upgraded to that, maybe with a little sugar daddy action. But (laughs) if I could find a way to pay the same amount for a commercial airline, but get it on a private Jet, yeah, that's the business I'm looking for.
1: That would be legit. I was joking about my mind not being blown away.
0: <laughs> I'm talking, you want a private suite? I want a private plane.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit more modest than that, Kim. So, you know,
0: hey, some people like the simple life.
1: Yeah, that's me. <laughs> All right, the second question that we have so, thanks for the submission is what's the worst place you've ever stayed in?
2: Oh, easy. Red Roof Inn (laughs) in Palm Desert.
0: Yeah, that was pretty grimy.
2: Yeah, Kim asked me, um, I asked actually Kim when we booked the trip, how much do you want to pay? And she said, as cheap as possible. (laughs) So I found as cheap as possible. And, you know, it was a little grimy. It was like near a railroad track. People were definitely living in the hotel for sure. Not a place I would want to stay alone.
0: Yep. Same, same.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to really think where the worst place that I've stayed at with Brittany. Clearly not as a place as bad as where you two stayed because I did not go on that trip. But one place in particular that I'm remembering, and I don't want to say it's the worst. There's probably something more worse than that. But this is just coming to mind is when we went to Carlsbad Caverns National Park, we were staying at a hotel and it wasn't even a very inexpensive one. It was quite expensive for the night. Maybe it's because the only thing to do out there is go to the national park and the hotels know this. But I said to Brittany, like, I don't even want to be barefoot on this car
2: bit. No. Yeah, it was like over 125 a night, but there was also a place we didn't stay here, but Jamal and I were going to the Philippines with my family and we had kind of booked a tour and they booked our hotels for us. And so we were looking at all of the hotels they booked for us and everything looked good. We were like, okay, first place. Great. Second place. Great. We get to one of the last places we're staying and we look at the reviews online and it looks horrific like
1: it looks <laughs> like, horrendous
2: oh my god there's like mosquito netting and like the shower looks a little haphazard like you might get electrocuted while you're in there oh my um, god. <laughs> looks a little crazy and Jamal's like have you checked out this hotel and you know we're we're modest people so we can live with a little grime and dirt every once in a while Jamal's like I don't think we should stay here so I tell my mom I'm like mom we don't agree with this hotel we need to tell like the travel agent that we need a different Hotel and exchange. So my mom's like, "Okay, we get to the Philippines and we pass that hotel. Thank God we didn't <laughs> stay there.
1: Ooh, rough would have <laughs> it been rough. Looked
2: rough. So,
1: so we avoided that one. But that one had the potential to be on this list here of worst if we had stayed there. Just from the outside I appearance wish and photos you did. I saw, just I'm kind of <laughs> glad I didn't because the hotel that we stayed at in El Nido in the Philippines, because that's where that was, nice." Not the place that we could have stayed, though.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I hope that you're going to take these tips and really give them the one-two thrust and get your money's worth for these trips. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. Send us in your questions of the week and tag us in your adventures. Let us know where you're going.
1: If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes.
2: Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye,
2: Bye.